Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Greetings, beloved listeners. Today we embark on a journey of exploration of... What's wrong with you? I'm greeting our beloved listeners. Greetings, beloved listeners. Why do you have to make fun of me? I feel like you're trying to tell a story here. Well, kind of. Like a fairy tale. Okay, well, you know what? For reals, yo, we're going to discuss today how our society has distorted the concept of happiness and how this distortion affects the way people and society as a whole react when confronted with opposing viewpoints. Mm, That's good stuff. I wrote that down. So you wouldn't forget? Yeah, let's do that. You know, but for real though, you know, like seriously, as Christians, we must respond with truth and love in a world full of hostility and anger. You know, it happens a lot. I know. In our current cultural climate. Hang on a second. Already? Yeah. She's very bored. I don't know if y'all heard that, but I think Doggo started snoring just now. And I'm like, dude, we're like, what are we, like 82 seconds in? (laughs) Thanks, Doggo. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Yes. Before I forget. So, like, our current cultural climate, the pursuit of happiness has been distorted and weaponized. Weaponized. Good good usage there. You're welcome. Society increasingly equates happiness with the limitless pursuit of personal desires and unrestricted self-expression, regardless of moral boundaries or the impact it has on others. Mm-hmm. This just... Distorted view also promotes the idea that challenging someone's choices or beliefs is akin to robbing them of their happiness. Consequently, any disagreement or opposition is often labeled as hate speech or bigotry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's the thing is, I, I like what you said there, because really, that if you challenge someone's choices or their beliefs, then they view it as you robbing them of their happiness. And that's not the truth. I mean, that, that's not accurate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like like you said, someone dis- you disagree with someone or you oppose someone's, you know, lifestyle or belief or something like that, then they, it's often, it gets labeled as hate speech or bigotry. And, it, and it's not that. It's not. You know, and as followers of Christ, we are called to speak truth and love. Like, I love, like, I'm a truth seeker and a truth teller. And so that speaks volumes to me. Um, Ephesians 4.15 says, We will speak the truth and love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. This means that we must navigate the tension between upholding biblical truth and extending genuine love and compassion for those who are with differing views or lifestyles mm-hmm. we're called to engage in conversations with humility seeking to understand and empathize while steadfastly holding the truth revealed by god's word that's the thing is it's exactly exactly how you said it there I thank like you that. well no because really you know you have to have those conversations you know 
Um, it's but, hard. Yeah, it, it is. You know what I'm saying? Whenever you're, whenever you know you're walking into a conversation that's not going to be necessarily a friendly one, you still have to speak in humility and truth and love because people will respond better to that. You know, because we must be full of love, not hate. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't be running in there speaking in a hateful tone because then it's a lot easier to interpret something like that as hate speech. Mm-hmm. You know, the tone has a lot to do with it. It's essential. To clarify that disagreeing with someone's choices or beliefs does not equate to hate. You know, love, as defined by scripture, it is not the absence of disagreement, but the active pursuit of what is best for others. I love Proverbs 27.6. It says, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. I want to say that again. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Can I say something to that? I do it. I think that, like, being a sincere friend and being honest and truthful about something, it's going to wound you. Whereas, like, if that was coming from an enemy, I just... And I'm, and I can't speak. A sea anemone? A sea anemone. An enemy. I think I would just like block that out and be like... Right, right. Well, that's the thing. If it comes from a friend, then if, you know, constructive criticism coming from a friend is more likely to be listened to Mm -hmm. than any criticism from an enemy because any criticism from an enemy is going to come across as straight up criticism, you know? Yeah. And hateful and maybe even ugly. Exactly. But, you know, true love sometimes requires challenging and having uncomfortable conversations Mm -hmm. for the sake of someone else's well-being and their eternal destiny. Because having some of these conversations, especially spiritual conversations, and some of these can be very difficult conversations. But we're talking about, we're talking about your eternal soul, not to, you know sensationalize it but you know it it's a battle for your eternal soul but really it is it is and we shouldn't dismiss that no but we have to be willing to have these tough conversations regardless of which side that we're on you know sometimes someone that we love and or someone who loves us they may have to have a discussion with you that you don't like. But that doesn't mean that we should dismiss it. You know, there was a point in my life whenever I had to have, whenever there were people that loved me that had to have a dis- certain discussions <coughs> with me. Yes, present company included. <laughs> and I don't mean Duchess. I mean, she probably t- tell she, she would have. Actually, the funny thing is, is Actually, du- Duchess, Duchess came after. Duchess knows less of that Philip than our previous dog did. Mm-hmm. She would have told all. I'm about to say, man, if our previous dog could talk, I would have been in trouble a long time ago. <laughs> but, but really, you know, it's it sometimes having those those tough discussions, those tough conversations. And that doesn't mean that it's easy for the other person. No, either. no, that's the thing. Regardless of which side that you're on, that, that that's what I meant earlier. Whenever I said 
having the tough conversations regardless of which side we're on. I don't mean choosing sides of whether or not you agree or disagree. I mean, whether or not you're the person that's initiating the discussion or you're the person that's having the discussion initiated to you. Mm -hmm. Essentially, it doesn't matter if you're participating in the intervention or if the intervention is being done on your behalf. I get it. in In an easier way to describe that. It doesn't make it any less difficult, but it doesn't also make it any less important. Because sometimes those kind of conversations and things need to happen, and they don't need to be dismissed. You know, in a culture that seeks to silence opposing views, it's crucial for us to hold steadfast to the Word of God and that truth. Yes. Scripture reveals to us God's design for human identity and relationships. Jesus said in John 8, 32, you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And the truth will set you free. What? Why do you look at me? Why do you roll your eyes when I do things like that? You're so goofy. I'm not. I'm being truthful. And the truth will set you free. We must stand firm in the truth. And even when it's unpopular or hard or met with hostility. Yeah. You know, we still should set firmly instead of like avoiding that you know mm-hmm. while upholding truth does not neglect compassion either like we should still have compassion when we're presenting truth right jesus is a prime example of example of this he balanced Perfectly, his ministry on earth. He reached out to the marginalized, the sinners, the outcasts, with a combination of truth and love. Jesus demonstrated that compassion does not mean compromising truth, but rather offering hope and healing to those who are lost and broken. Yeah. Can I tell you a quick side note here? When I saw the word outcast written on there, I thought it was misspelled because it had a C in it. And I'm so used to seeing the band outcast with a K. Sorry. Total sidebar. Stay focused. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. Um, So like when we're confronted with hostility and anger, we must respond with the fruits of the spirit. Ooh, the fruits of the spirit, which are what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Self-control. Sorry. The, the, and when these I, are found hang on, in hang on, Galatians. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Galatians what? 5, 22 through 23. Every time anyone talks about the fruit of the Spirit, I, always, I, have to, I have to sing this song in my head. In fact, I have to put forth a conscious effort if I'm only going to say them, to say them and not to sing them. <laughs> Because that's, that's how I learned them is from the song. I so, know, me too. So see, songs when you're younger still can have an impact can on you. Resonate, that's the way you remember you stuff. you know, 30 years later. Yep. I mean, you think about the alphabet song, you know. Think about the alphabet. You, 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 you sing it in your head even time. if you're singing it out loud. Yep. Same with the fruit of the spirit. You know, it's easy to get mad or angry. And we must remember that we shouldn't be reactionary, but thoughtful and respond in a way God would want us to. Our aim should be a model of Christ-like behavior, even in the face of opposition. Yeah, we, that's hard. It is hard. 
we should resist the temptation to respond negatively, but instead extend grace and seek opportunities for meaningful dialogue. So building meaningful relationships, meaningful understanding and meaningful communication. Exactly. That's, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, and as we navigate these challenging topics, these, and, and really, as we've said, you know, I mean, it's funny because we sound kind of old school when we say this sometimes, but you know, yeah, and, you know, well, these kids today or, but really when navigating these challenging times that we're in as a culture and as a society, we have to really pray fervently for wisdom discernment and really that that is open to a heart open to a heart i mix that up i meant to say that <laughs> an is, open heart oh no we must pray for a heart that is open not an open that is a heart well you know <laughs> we must pray for a heart that is open to god's leading you know um we have to rely on the holy spirit to guide us you know, through our words and our actions, because both of those things are important, you know, and we have to know that it's through his power that the true transformation that is needed Mm -hmm. societal, societally and culturally Mm -hmm. and individually, Mm -hmm. it's through his power that that true transformation can occur. You know, we have to remember that also, that our, our pursuit of that truth and love, that it's not in vain. You know, society may distort that concept, the concept of happiness, and they may respond with hostility to opposing viewpoints, but we are called to a higher standard. As Christians, we are. We're called to emulate Christ, who spoke truth and love. He healed the brokenhearted and, offer, and offered hope to the lost. And that's who we need to emulate. Mm-hmm. We have to emulate Christ, and we have to show truth and love, truth with love, mm-hmm. and show his love because he can heal the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. He offers hope to the lost. He is the hope. In our interactions with others, especially on sensitive issues, we need to remember that every person is made in the image of God. Yeah. And they are disturb they are deserving of dignity and respect, like yeah. a combination of both. Yep, dignity and respect. So it doesn't matter if you, and it doesn't matter how they treat you either. It doesn't matter the hostility or the anger or them accusing you of hate street, hate street, hate speech but or bigotry. But that doesn't mean. But I think they, they, dignity and respect, even if they don't give it to you. That means we're actively listening. Like there's a there's yep. there's a difference between listening listening and actively listening like actively listening is listening to comprehend and understand so we still need to do those things because that's gonna help us approach conversations with empathy and understanding and understanding even their experiences and struggles yeah those people for those people. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, when we have a genuine connection and relationship, we can effectively share the transformation or the transformative power of the gospel. Yeah, and, 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 and that really is what it all is, is about, right? Mm-hmm. The transformative power of the gospel. 
you know, at times we 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 may and, and we probably will. I mean, if you're really doing what God wants you to do and everything, then you're going to face certain things like accusations of hate speech or intolerance. And, and that's simply for upholding the biblical truth. But it's in those moments that we have to respond with grace, patience, and a gentle spirit. Uh, the Apostle Peter encourages us in 1 Peter 3.15, saying, If someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it, but do this in a gentle and respectful way. So in our pursuit of truth and love, we must remember that our primary goal is not to win arguments or to prove ourselves right, which is hard sometimes because, you know, I like to be right. Well, you're always wrong. Well, of course. Just kidding. Spoke, spoken, like, spoken like a true spouse. There we Just go. Just kidding. But really, uh, that, that, that's not our primary objective. It's Our primary objective really is to point others to that life-transforming power of Jesus Christ. Right. It's through His grace and redemption that true happiness, eternal joy, and lasting fulfillment are found. So as Christians... It is essential for us to strive to be beacons of truth and love in the world that desperately needs it. We must strive to be beacons of truth and love in the world. Oh, here we go with your fairy. Yes, yes. With my what? Your fairy tale voice. That's not a... That's not... I don't know what you're talking about. It's not a fairy tale I mean, I feel like you're trying to tell a fairy tale. No, I'm not trying to tell a fairy tale. Continue, continue. I was trying to help tell the story. Let us remain dedicated in our commitment to God's word. Yes. While extending extending genuine compassion and understanding to those who have different perspectives extending genuine compassion and understanding may our lives bear witness to the transformation power of the gospel bringing hope healing and reconciliation to a broken world i want to write that down so i can say it in the voice too you need to go write that down That, that was good stuff i like it I like it too. I think we just need to be reminded of happiness isn't always what the world says. What the world says it is. Yes, yeah. And happiness is, true happiness is found in Jesus Christ. Yes. You know, the transformative power. And to show true happiness, we need to show truth and love. Yes. And, and we also can't be grumpy all the time. You know, people. you can't be grumpy all the time. Um, if I didn't have enough sleep or I don't have enough food, doesn't matter. I'm gr- grumpy. That's not an excuse. Jesus will not, not accept happy. that as an excuse. Doesn't mean that I'm not happy. Well, Jesus, well, I didn't tell that person about you, Jesus, because I was kind of hangry. I was on my way to, to get something to eat. Nope, that doesn't work. Hmm. We have to be happy. But you know what? If you truly are, I mean, everybody's going to have their moments, but if you truly are aligned with the Spirit and you're living your life the way that, the way, according to God's Word, then you are going to be happy. You know? You are. Mm-hmm. And you're going to want to tell other people about that happiness. Mm-hmm. But 
we have to do so in a kind manner and respectful manner because they are creating God's image. And so you can't just attack someone just because they are on the side of this distorted pursuit of happiness that the world and our culture, uh, that they promote. Mm-hmm. So. I like it. Yes. I have, I have another thing I want to say. Oh. Linktree.com slash 413 productions. Bang. All right. Thank you Boom. for that information. And you, people go to linktree.com slash 413productions. Um, we want to ask some special prayer. Oh, I think you and I prayer. are thinking alike. Yeah. So um, I'm going to be speaking at a boys camp. I'm the featured speaker at a boys camp from June 17th through the 21st. I think. The 21st. So um, please keep us in your prayers. You know, a special prayer for us during those times because we're going to be interacting with uh, with with young people and uh, going to be speaking and telling them about Jesus. You and know, their hearts are open and, and fertile. And yes, yes, that they are open and ready to receive, and that they will listen, and that uh, it will be received with open arms and open minds and open hearts. Mm-hmm. And also, I pray that all of you go to linktree.com slash 413 productions. All right. Well. Thank y'all for listening. Have a great day. Bye, y'all. Bye.